Hi, everybody, and welcome to today. I'm Eric, your uh, host, I guess. Anyway, Julian the Apostate, the last of the pagan Roman emperors, waltzes into Constantinople in 361 as sole emperor of the Roman Empire. He is one of the last men to be able to say that. In 1792, Louis XVI is put on trial for treason during the French Revolution. I wonder how that will work out for him. In 1917, British General Edmund Allenby enters Jerusalem on foot during World War I. In 1241, Ogadai Khan, Genghis Khan's successor, dies. In 1830, Kamehameha V, King of Hawaii, was born, and in 1873, on this day, he also died. Another notable death, and indeed the one I want to talk about today, was the death of Michael VIII Paleologos, one of those last Byzantine Roman emperors to actually make a difference. First things first, let's set the stage here. Michael was living at a time of very terminal decline. The Byzantine Empire otherwise known as the Eastern Roman Empire, was in its last few centuries of living. The things are grim at this point in history. At least at the time of his birth, it had even lost Constantinople. Constantinople was held not by the Byzantines, but by a group of Latins who had taken it during the Fourth Crusade. At this point in history, it is called the Empire of Nicaea. But not for long. Michael was born Megaso Domesticos, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces. This meant his father was directly below the emperor in terms of power. He gained distinction serving as a governor, but fell out of favor during the reign of John III Vatatzes. He was accused of plying against the throne and was allowed to prove his innocence with a trial by ordeal. He succeeded in the ordeal, but was still not trusted. But after that emperor died, he took up work serving as a commander of Christian mercenaries under the Seljuk Sultan Caicos II. I probably butchered that name and I apologize. However, he was invited back to the Nicene court by Emperor Theodore Lascaris. After Lascaris died, he instigated a coup that would see him named co-emperor of the young John IV Ducas Lascaris. Unfortunately for John, he's going to be stripped of his throne after being blinded by Michael Takes Constantinople. Oops. So, after this coup, he is faced with the biggest problem of all coup leaders, legitimacy. Facing rebellion, Michael set about legitimizing himself in the best way possible, taking Constantinople. Through a mix of diplomacy and the sneaky treachery of one of his generals, Michael took Constantinople and its free ride to Legitimacy City. However... With this, he had to keep his eye on the West, and yeah, those Latins were not happy. To placate them, he instituted a union of the Orthodox and the Catholic churches, which was not a popular move amongst his people. But this wasn't the end of it, as his enemy at the time, Charles of Anjou, got his man as Pope. Additionally, the union was rejected by the Greek church, since one part of the Orthodox church can't just join the entire Orthodox church with the Catholics. It, It doesn't work like that. Diplomatic duel included actual violence in what would become known as modern-day Albania, and the mobilization of Charles's military might have taken Constantinople again, but a series of revolts made that an impossibility. Additionally, Michael had some pretty sweet diplomatic skills, allowing his recovering empire the chance to, well, recover. 
However, all of this meant focusing on the West, and after his death, the focus would have disastrous consequences for the Byzantines. The East would fall as the Turks moved in. Over time, they would take all the Byzantines' holdings, including Constantinople in about 200 years. But that 200 years is purchased by Michael, and the dynasty he set up would be the last Roman dynasty. The final member of the dynasty, Constantine XI, would disappear in a blaze of glory trying to defend Constantinople from the Turks. Additionally, this dynasty would rule for 200 years, making it the longest Roman dynasty, beating out even the Nerva Antonine dynasties during the high point of the Roman Empire. So yeah, Michael Paleologos was a big deal. But his story is over. Come back tomorrow to learn about a founding father with the most memorable name ever. Ever.